Talking Wellness at Memorial Care Health System. It's time for a weekly dose of wellness. Here's Deborah Howell. And welcome to our show. This is your weekly dose of wellness. I'm Deborah Howell, and today our guest is Dr. Marnie Baker, a pediatrician with Memorial Care Medical Group in Irvine, whose practice emphasizes prevention by focusing on the benefits of nutrition and injury avoidance. Dr. Baker and I will discuss the concept of herd immunity and why our most vulnerable children rely on us the most, and really how childhood vaccinations help protect everyone. Welcome, Dr. Baker. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure, believe me. Can you please tell us a little bit about the state of childhood vaccinations in California? Well, um, it's a little bit concerning because despite the fact that we have widespread availability to free vaccinations all over our state, Mm -hmm. we have been seeing an increasing trend of parents that are declining vaccinations uh, for their kids. And you can see this, in fact, from looking at the number of personal belief exemptions. And that is a form um, that parents fill out in order to have their child enter kindergarten in public schools. Mm-hmm. And with the decline vaccination based on their personal beliefs, this form needs to fill out, be filled out. And we have found that the number of children entering public schools on these personal belief exemptions have doubled since um, about 2007. Wow. So one out of how many children are exempt? or choosing well, to fill out the form. Interestingly, if you look on the, for example, the California Department of Public Health website, um, you can actually look up your own school because there's a huge variation. Um, I see. Some of the schools are still maintaining 99% vaccination rates. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, some of the schools uh, have as high as a 15 or 20% personal belief exemption rate, meaning that wow. 15 to 20% of those kids are entering um, either unvaccinated or undervaccinated. So two or three out of ten kids not vaccinated. Why do you think parents are not vaccinating their children? Well, that's a, a complicated answer, and I think my answer would um, depend on if I'm answering as a physician or a parent mm-hmm. myself. Um, mm-hmm. As a parent, I certainly understand um, that there's been a lot of fear placed on the vaccines from a lot of media coverage and Um, media attention that has gone to the questioning the safety of the vaccines. Mm -hmm. As a physician, I, of course, feel that there's been overwhelming scientific evidence proving the safety of vaccines. So as a physician, it's sort of difficult for me to understand why a parent would decline vaccinations. But again, as a parent, understanding that we all want to do the best thing for our kids. And when we haven't even seen these diseases that are threatening our children because so many of these diseases have been eliminated mm-hmm. and then this this fear has been placed into us questioning the safety of the vaccines, then I think that that's why some parents have made the decision to decline the vaccine. I see. I understand. That's got to be tough for you to, to try to play a dual role there as a physician and as a parent. When people come to you, what do you tell them? I try to review the, the facts, of course, again, Um, As a physician, knowing that there's an overwhelming amount of scientific evidence proving the safety of the vaccines and Mm -hmm. multiple studies that have shown that, you know, vaccines are not associated with autism or some of the other concerns that have been raised, Uh, giving parents resources to to look up information for themselves Mm -hmm. and then helping them understand, as we have seen, that 
as the vaccination rates decline, their child will be at risk for these vaccine-preventable diseases. That was my next question. What has happened as a result of parents not vaccinating their children in schools for, in particular? Well, unfortunately, in the state of California in the last year, we have seen um, a measles outbreak. In fact, um, two measles outbreaks. Their initial outbreak was in the spring of 2014, and we mm. are currently undergoing a measles outbreak right now. And we've also had an alarming increase in the number of pertussis cases or whooping cough. Mm-hmm. So we're currently in a pertussis epidemic in the state of California also. And again, these outbreaks have been clearly linked to the declining vaccination rates. Can you explain a bit more about herd immunity? Um, yes, absolutely. So herd immunity is a concept where the majority of a population that is vaccinated will protect those very small number of children that are not able to be vaccinated. So, for example, in the case of measles, if about 95% of the population is vaccinated against measles, then if there are a few children, less than 5% that are not vaccinated, that immunity of the herd or the majority will actually prevent the spread of the disease. But if, for example, the threshold of the immunity drops and less than a certain percentage of the kids are vaccinated, Mm -hmm. it allows the disease to spread more rapidly. And then those children that cannot be vaccinated will be susceptible and exposed to the disease. It's almost the opposite of survival of the fittest, the herd mentality, the herd. Yes, absolutely. I, I think that that's a great, great analogy. What kind of child would not be able to have a vaccination for measles, for example? So measles is one of those vaccines that is a live virus vaccine. Um, Mm -hmm. Again, it is live and it's called attenuated. So it's been modified so that um, even getting this live virus vaccine, it it gives you immune protection but does not make you sick. Um, But there are cases where um, children and and certain people in the population cannot receive this vaccine because it is a live virus. So, for example, pregnant women may not, cannot receive a live virus vaccine. Mm -hmm. Um, Children that have cancer that are undergoing chemotherapy and their immune systems are suppressed, they can't receive the the measles vaccine. Um, Also, children that have had an organ transplant, such as a heart, liver, or lung transplant, and they're taking medications to suppress their immune system, they cannot receive the measles vaccine. So, Again, the concept of herd immunity shows us that those small percentage of children that can't be vaccinated really do rely on the rest of the population vaccinating their children in order to protect the others. So you're not only protecting your child, you're potentially protecting every child in your child's class. Absolutely, and that's why it's, it's such an important public health issue because, again, it really is about about doing the right thing for not only your own child, but doing the right thing for the, the community, for all of our children. I think this is a new concept for, for many people. Yes, and I think, again, because during this time where we've seen an increase in anti-vaccination, um, I think that parents understood that they were just making an individual decision mm-hmm. for their child, and it wasn't until we've seen the increase in pertussis and measles in California that 
it really does bring to light that this is this is a community issue. This is not an individual parent choice. This is really an important thing to protect the safety of all of our children. Right. It It's sort of a wonderful tribal thing when you get right down to it. Absolutely. All taking care of each other. It takes a village. That's right. Dr. Baker, in your opinion, can we stop the current measles outbreak? Absolutely. Um, we can actually stop this outbreak now. Um, as soon as we get those vaccination rates, there's still plenty of time um, to vaccinate your child, even if if there was an exposure. If the measles vaccine is given within a few days of the exposure, it likely can offer some protection. Mm-hmm. Um, if we get all of those parents that have, you know, put off or declined measles vaccine for for whatever whatever their personal beliefs have been, if they go and get their children vaccinated, and we can push that uh, percentage past the threshold that's needed, we absolutely can stop the outbreak and prevent further spread of this disease. And the same goes for pertussis? Yes, pertussis is a little bit more complicated because um, immunity against the pertussis vaccine does does sort of decline with age, and the pertussis vaccine, although it is protective, it doesn't have quite the level of protection of measles vaccine. Um, so, again, I think the pertussis outbreak will be a little bit trickier to handle. But, again, um, the bottom line being that getting all the kids vaccinated is definitely the first step towards eliminating these diseases. All right. And I think um, pretty much all of the doctors I know would agree with you. And, of course, if you have questions, go to your physician, ask the question, and, you know, what is what is the percentage of doctors that would probably say, yes, absolutely get the vaccination? Oh, I would say that, that you know, a physician trained in, in vaccines and, and medical science, um, more than, you know, 99.5% of physicians are going to advocate for vaccinating um, their patients and their own children. Thank you so much, Dr. Marnie Baker, wonderful pediatrician. I know you've got our kids on your mind and in your hearts, and we thank you so much for your good work. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure having you on the show today to talk to us about the importance of vaccinations. To learn more or to listen to a podcast of the show, please visit memorialcare.org. I'm Deborah Howell. Join us again next time as we explore another weekly dose of wellness and have yourself a fantastic day. Take care of your kids. Thank you.